Welcome back, everyone, and happy Monday. This is Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. Had a quiet weekend, it sounded like, Andy, although the NFL preseason treated you well, didn't it? Yeah, took it easy. Preseason betting went well. Golf, like I said, maybe the worst week of golf betting I've ever had. I haven't even tallied up the carnage yet. Like, when you do this, you have to go look at the balances of the accounts. You have to go look at last week and be like, all right, we've hit some outrights. Things are okay. But boy, this was, this was a rough week of uh, golf for me. I didn't even play daily picks after a while. It's like, all right, I'm, I'm not adding fuel to this fire. I don't have a grip. My, it's, as, it's as if I took my numbers and I should have flipped them completely upside down. There were a couple decent looks, but boy, like even with the matchups where it's like, I picked someone who I thought would play very well the opponent would play better. In fact, I played Streelman over Kevin Kisner. That wasn't, uh, that wasn't ever going to win the way things went. So, but an, an exciting Sunday with the, another one of these wild playoffs with a whole bunch of players in it. We've had a lot of these have been fun. Uh, yeah. The preseason has been great summer league going on baseball coming down to it. It's kind of a fun time of year. And yeah, the preseason, we got off, got off the, got off to a nice start with our, halftime bets on the Patriots game. We took Patriots second half. Never in doubt with an easy 80-yard run to cash, take us off the push, but fun betting the preseason, found some nice <laughs> angles, <clears throat> and really, Nobody you do kind of... It's almost like, and to be fair, I shouldn't even bring up this analogy because Webb Simpson did play well, but you got to look at these things when you are betting the preseason and take everything with a little bit of the, the grain of salt, the add some context like people are really really high oh mike zimmer's really really good at the preseason he covers like 70 percent of the time it's like yeah but the way this is matching up like you don't want to take the points here you don't want to get in bed with minnesota a few of us took some some denver team total they yeah. cashed in like the early second quarter so <laughs> do, do throw some context there are some teams that, again there will be teams that are trying follow the news there's going to be some you know, some teams that are treating it differently because it's only three games. Obviously, a couple teams get four, but it's not the normal preseason. So do, do read the quotes and make sure you're putting the context to these. And I think, yeah, you should have a successful preseason. Go Jets. That was probably the only close one. The entire world bet the Jets. That one eked its way out, even covered the closing number. So good job yeah and like patrick said the vikings had zero quarterbacks in that game the vikings weren't gonna score although as bad as they looked in every other aspect of the game i would not want to be in practice today with mr zimmer screaming at me special teams look bad defense look especially bad and then yeah kellen mond is not the answer anyway so not uh not a good start for my hometown vikings but it's preseason it's when we get things figured out a lot of so what uh what about Montreal there? How'd that end up shaking out? Honestly, I didn't even watch the final. Ended up being kind of interesting. Camilla Georgie, who we talked a little bit about, continued just to play spectacular tennis all week. Um, just beat everybody pretty convincingly. Our girl Pogula did have a shot. She um, lost the first set, needed a little break for an MT, uh, won the second, but kind of lost a plot early in the third and wasn't able to get it back. So Got a final, got a fifty to one to the semifinals, but not far enough to cash, Andy. But it was a fun final, kind of a quiet weekend. Watched a lot of Premier League soccer, a lot of bad little degenerate live bets there. I think I broke relatively even on that, which is pretty good. That's always fun. I miss soccer. Yeah, I may have put together 
about five or six too many preseason <laughs> soccer bet. Once I started looking at it, I'm like, oh, I like this one. There's so many, so many unique ways to bet the Premier League before the season starts with some of these. Like I picked a couple trifectas of the three teams to be relegated. Um, most of my most of my bets were Brentford B's stuff. One of the books I read on vacation mentioned Brentford. They're kind of owned by an analytics forward ownership, and I'm always down with that. So my old team was Sheffield. They went down. So now I'm a Brentford B's fan. And Good yeah, start. If, you paid it, if you paid it, yeah, you paid attention. I I even I played the clean sheet, and I played that game. Like you ever do this where it's like, all right, should I bet like 200 bucks in this game, or should I bet? 25 bucks on eight different things on this game. Yes. And I, I do the, I do the other way a lot more where it's, I, I, played, I played Brentford to score in both halves at like plus four fifty. that hit yeah. uh, clean sheet, the win, the handicap, the team total to score first, to win the first half. So it's like, well, I, you know, I could have just played Brentford three to one at all of the money. It would have been fine, but it was fun winning like eight different bets on my bees being atop the table. And yeah, let's, uh, let's kick off this week. I'm not even sure. Yeah. They are the official premier league team of, of brown bag bets. They have a, they have a fun, brown fun aesthetic to them. And Bradford I like them. Bees. That is a shitload of bees. I do have to remind you, speaking of BBB, that is the promo code for you to sign up for our new official DFS sponsor prize picks. I'm going to do some entries later in the week. I'll do a golf one for sure. And really, I think I'm going to be football heavy. I had a lot of reads on the football side of it. And I ended up only playing the Fitzpatrick one that hit and of course lost because the golf half of it lost, but boy, I think, I think the football one is going to be fun. I think I can make some money on that, especially just doing some two picks. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be super greedy and do the four or five pick ones. I probably will at some point. I will, but yeah, it is fun. Again, you're not playing against anyone else, just against yourself versus the numbers. So if you're already doing projections for fantasy or any other DFS, do check out prize picks. We'll have some links up on social. Otherwise it's just prize picks on Google Apple Store or what's the what's the one for man, I have an Android and I don't even know what it's called. Like just the the Google Play Store. So that store. promo but yeah, things. promo code BBB, bound bag bets, BBB, hundred dollar match, up to a hundred dollar match, which is hundred percent of your in your deposit. We need deposit, like I said, I'll have some plays out for that later this week. And we move on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. Oh my god, that's actually the saying. We're on to Cincinnati. Sorry. That's what Belichick said. Exactly. Shitty chili. Fun. Good golf. Nice. Good tennis tournament. Yeah, it's um they try to get things underway. It looks like there's a little bit of rain delaying us. So everything's kind of in a little bit of, of um you know flux. We'll see how it goes. I'm sure it looks like they'll get started. Things will clear out in a couple hours or so. Of course, this is always one of my beasts with tennis. They don't cover the courts with anything, they don't get soaking wet and then they dry them. Seems real stupid to me, but anyway, let's hope they get them dry. Quickly, um, three picks here, and actually I'll touch on two others quickly um, that were supposed to have started by now. Um, Barbara Krejcikova was supposed to have started 30 minutes before the show. Thanks to the rain delay, you could still back her minus three games if you want. Sorona Kirstea also started uh, or supposed to start about 30 minutes before the show, but thanks to the rain delay, you can get the two of them. I like them. But the three picks you have here on the screen, Layla Annie Fernandez should be playing later this afternoon. She is a qualifier. Look. Very solid and qualifying. Um, if you look around, this is mostly uh, minus four and a half. It's pretty heavily juiced. 
I don't mind that, but I would rather honestly sell the half game here or try to get something at plus money. I was able to get plus 109. Honestly, I think minus five at even or better is a solid look here. Um, she's playing Allison Risk, who really hasn't done much this season, doesn't really look terribly interested in playing a whole lot of tennis, historically has never done well here. I don't think she's ever made it out of the first round. Maybe I think she did one year, but um, it's been a long time. So happy to back Fernandez here, the qualifier against Allison Risk, who's just absolutely in poor form. Minus five, we'll sell the games. If you can still get any DFS lineups in, toss her in. I think that she's going to be a nice play there. Um, Danielle Collins, and this is one that I actually bet at a much worse number. Um, I When this opened, it was right around four, four and a half. I sold it out to five at like plus 150, plus some, something like that. Everyone has come in and bet her opponent here, Shelby Rogers. I'm not entirely sure why. We're down to minus three at this point. It seems like there's still a little bit of money coming in on Rogers. Danielle Collins uh, has only lost one match in the last three or four weeks. She actually has had some time to recover, to travel here. These courts should be very comfortable for her, and I don't see anything that Shelby Rogers really has done this year or really in the last two years on hard court to make me think that she has a great chance in this match. So going to take Collins here. Lay the three games if you want to do something creative and get rid of a couple more. That's fine, too. I couldn't blame you at all. And then this next one, Ohms Jabor, is um, going to be tomorrow most likely. But again, they might start the matches at like 1030 Eastern, 11 Eastern. So in case they start this before we get out here, um, Ohms Jabor minus three games. She's playing against Annette Contivate. Contivate someone who um, does well from time to time on hard courts, but generally not as good as I think the market uh, prices her on these courts, although they're quick. We'll see how she does. I just think Javor is the much better player here. I make this um, a juicy three and a half, almost four games. If you look around again, you can see two and a half. I played the minus three, pretty close to even. Two and a half, minus 15, minus 120. That's all fine, too. So a couple game spreads here. Uh, the first two should be this afternoon, and then Javor will be tomorrow. Again, don't know when. Could be 1030, as early as 1030, 11 in the morning tomorrow. We'll see. You know, we'll see what happens to the, the weather. Get a roof. Hashtag get a roof. We had some weather delays. Actually, it made for a really, again, I didn't watch a ton of the golf Sunday, but they did split start three, three-man groups because they were yeah. so worried about the weather. We say this every Thursday, like, are we getting a Monday finish because of all the rain? And honestly, it just never seems to happen. We always seem to get away with it. Uh, golf really doesn't want a Monday finish, although it does yeah. happen sometimes. I want to say this exact tournament actually did a 54-hole finish about a decade ago because of Hurricane Hurricane Irene. Maybe this is a different, maybe this was a different course. Well, it is a different course. Honestly, the Northern Trust is the first leg of the playoffs. The playoffs suck. It's not cool. The playoffs <laughs> are cool in every other sport. March Madness, awesome. NFL playoffs, great. Championships on, yeah, everything about that. The, you know, MLB in October, so good. And the hockey playoffs, I mean, we've all seen the tweet. It's snorting cocaine and riding a motorcycle out of a helicopter. And even even the NBA playoffs, even in the bubble playoffs, everything, all those are great. The golf playoffs are awful. Nobody gives a shit. There's a lot of money. But from a fan perspective, like, I'd rather see my favorite golfer win the Masters than, you know, the East Lake to make the $15 million. Although the golfers definitely do give a shit. Like I said, there's a lot of money. The final leg the third leg of the playoffs will be only 30 golfers and they will split up a 60 million dollar pot in that tournament Ooh. with the winner taking home 15 so there's some yeah. there's some simoleons to be made the next three weeks <clears throat> this is the 125 top players 
in the FedEx standings. Moving on to next week, we'll have a lot to do with the, the, the standings. They are quadrupled points, I think, now, but the top 70 in the FedEx standings move on to next week. <clears throat> and then the top 30, obviously, the week after that. There are some who are almost so locked in. Uh, Louis Ustay's not even playing because he's so high in the rankings. He doesn't need this. He did a withdrawal last week. I think he just wants to get healthy, make sure he can play well at East Lake. I don't even know if he plays next week. We'll find out. I took a couple of outrights. This is uh, it's not a great course. It's a, it's semi-link style. It's near the water. It's hard to say. They don't play it here every year. They played here a couple years ago, but this tournament bounces around between Jersey, New York, Boston. It's just kind of a northeastern tournament, I guess. Uh, it will be in Jersey City this year, and nobody's excited about that. Like when you are on the golf tour and you get to go to Hawaii and Florida and Pebble, and, you know, Southern California and all these, nobody's jacked to go to Jersey City. So uh, they will be jacked to play, though. I took a couple uh, outrights to start the tournament with uh, Morikawa. Uh, more of a spit in the face again of the people who said he couldn't play a Lynx style course, even though this isn't true Lynx because he did win the British Open. So 18 to 1, third, fourth favorite somewhere in there. I like him again. And then Paul Casey and Harris English, just some form guys. Again, guys who can play on the style course. Uh, English, long enough for, he should be longer for how tall he is, but long enough for this course. It's a decently long 71, missing one par five. The far five scoring is going to be very important. Uh, those give up a ton of scoring. It isn't going to be low, low, low like we saw last week, but probably somewhere in the 12 to 15 under range. So need some guys who can score on the on the par fives and play well on the style course. So Casey and English are available around 35, 40 to one. I found both of them at 40 this morning. And Morikawa is pretty consensus at 18. I'll have those and I'll have some more looks tomorrow. And we'll obviously play the course tomorrow on Approaching the Green. I like it. More college. That's a short number for you. You normally don't go less than 2025. I know, but it, it's such a tough field. All the, like I said, it's all the best. Play. You don't have any shitty players. It's the top, you know, 125. So tough field, tough field for sure. Hey, what do you have that single digits? I assume. Yeah, I think Rom is 10 to one. I believe he's pretty consistent. So if you have a bad book, he'll be like eight to one there. I'm guessing. So to take it easy on the, Super chalk, but you never know. Like Rom, Rom is just the golf best golf player in the world right now. Best golf player. I'm gonna call that golfers golfer from now on. So um, we talked a little NBA last week. We talked a little summer league, but and not overreacting to the summer league. But you have put together a massive portfolio of some award futures already. What do you got, Alex? Award markets are starting to open. I try to wait till they're in a couple different books before I do this, but these are honestly some of my favorite markets to bet every year. Um, if you watch the show at this time last year, with a handful, and I'll continue to go through and do these. I know that people feel a certain way about betting futures. Yes, it's money you have to put away for long term, but I generally find an edge in some of these markets, and I'm happy to take some money and kind of frankly hide it from myself for a little while if I can get some nice numbers. And this is a market where last year was really interesting. There was a bunch of players that we saw that were heavy favorites to win this award. I think there was at least three or four guys that were minus 200 or deeper at certain parts of the season. We had a couple of them. Christian Wood was in great shape. He blew out his ankle. I'm trying to think of some of the other guys. But Julius Randle ends up taking the cake. 
as I look at the year to come, um, there were six guys that stuck out to me, especially based on their number. Um, try to stick to guys that were a higher number. Really, anyone that's less than 20 to 1, it's going to be hard to find value there, not only because they're better players who have high expectations, so there's not much way for them to really improve. And at the same time, as I mentioned, there's a lot of variability in this market. So if there's someone in that range you want to bet, maybe put a check mark there and go back every couple of weeks. Um, books are nice enough to open these up so you can move them around. But as you're looking at most improved player candidates, it's generally an award that goes to younger players. You know, on average, over the last 10, 11 years, it's gone to someone who is, you know, in their third, fourth season in the league. You generally see a pretty big jump in your counting stats. You have to remember, this is a media award. This is uh, voted on by a bunch of members of the media. As you go back and look, um, pretty much everybody that wins this award sees about a four to five point jump in their points per game, pick up an extra rebound, an extra assist, something like that. So your basic counting stats, the numbers that those guys are looking at all the time generally get better. Helps to be on a good team, but you don't have to be on a great team. Um, something that I found to be interesting. And again, kind of generally younger players, and they have to be starters, which I thought was interesting. I went back and looked um, 10 out of the 11 years, every single player except one started every game they played, and the one who didn't missed only one game they played. They started, uh, I think it was 69 out of the 70 games they played. But with all that in mind, we'll look to these six guys this year. John Morant um, at 33 to 1 is on a Memphis team that I like, I think is being very underrated at this point. Um, if you look at their odds to make the playoffs, it's at like plus 150. This is a team that was the eight seed last year, made it through the play-in game. They returned basically the same team, but it's a little bit deeper. Should be a great regular season team and a season that should have a lot of injuries. Again, if Morant can take his point average, get it from about 19 where he was last year in that 22 range, and this Memphis team can take advantage of some injuries. And just the fact that night to night, they've got 10 to 12 young guys who are solid players that they can put in even if somebody gets injured and if they can sneak into that conversation for like a seven eight seed he's in conversation for an all-star even picked as an all-star we're going to feel really good about this one um keldon johnson made the olympic team Pep popovich chose him as kind of a late alternate to be on that team and we've seen a lot of young players go into that situation and come out the next year much better being surrounded by the game's best seeing what it really takes to be a great player in the league makes a big difference. He was a starter last year for the Spurs, will be a starter again this year. And as they've taken players out of that team, no more LaMarcus Aldridge, no more DeMar DeRozan. There's going to be a lot more opportunity for Kelton Johnson there. So we'll take him 33 to one. Kyle Kuzma, who in his second season, if you remember with the Lakers, was averaging over 18 points a game, was a solid starter with good defense. A guy from Cleveland showed up for two years, sent him to the bench, did get him a championship, but it's been a little while since we've seen Kyle Kuzma as a starter. He is now out of Los Angeles in Washington. He'll be starting there, I think, as the second option on offense. I think at 40 to 1, there's a great chance for him to be really competitive for this award, if not win it. Again, just in a great situation for a team that will be better without Russell Westbrook, and he's going to be back to have a lot, a lot of opportunities. So at 40 to 1, I like a guy that we've seen do it before. We have a couple long shots here. Matisse Thibel. This is mostly a bet on Ben Simmons getting traded. If Simmons getting yeah. traded, gets traded, Thibel is in the immediate slot in defensively. His shooting gets better every year, and we've seen him just be better. So I, his offense is going to have to take a big step forward. I think he averaged like five points last year or something. So that's got to get to the double digits. But I think with the minutes, with Simmons being off the floor, he can kind of fill in as a cutter there. He'll do well in transition. Again, his shot continues to get better. So if he can be a great defensive player and get to kind of mid-double digits in terms of points, um, he's going to be in conversation. 
Markel Fultz just continues to get hurt every year, but looked great two seasons ago, especially in the second half, leading that Orlando team was solid last year before tearing his ACL in eight games. And as I mentioned, when we talked about the magic to make the playoffs at 14 to one. Orlando going to be really deep, a young team that I think can surprise some teams in the East when, you know, you kind of have everybody outside of the top six, seven teams with a lot of question marks. So I think Fultz has a chance to really get a lot of attention. And again, it's a media award. They would love to write all these articles and do all these podcasts about the former number one pick overcoming the Sixers, overcoming the shoulder nonsense, overcoming the ACL. And now is with the playoff competitive magic, blah, 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 you know what I mean? So I sprinkled that at 80 to one. And then I heard you there a little excited for Mr. Adenobi. This oh, is I had to pick my favorite. This is probably my favorite, not only because of the number, because of the opportunity here. Um, Adenobi last year, um, about 10 points per game, up to 15 points per game, which is generally the jump you want to see for this award. But the Raptors really had a tough season. Didn't play a single game at home. Generally, everybody was hurt, and Ananobi had some calf issues. They shelved him with about a month and a half, two months left in the season. So I think he's been tucked away and forgotten a little bit. With Kyle Lowry out and the break over the season, that last two months, he's had some time to get healthy. He's going to step into an offense where I think he has a chance to be the best scorer after Fred Van Vliet. I think he's going to pick up a couple of those shots. We can get those 15 points per game up to about 18, almost 19 or so. He's a great defensive player for a team that I think is going to have a bounce back year. So a lot of good things pointing for him. So grab him at 100 to 1. Again, all six play kind of varying numbers there. Basically put um, enough there to win the same amount on each. But um, that's what we'll start this year in the NBA award categories, Andy. I like to load up on these. Yeah, hide some money from yourself. It's kind of what I've been doing in the NFL. I have more futures. <laughs> this is going to Of course I do. I have more futures this year already than I did last year. And I think it's just because I took it easy last year. Because, boy, was I sketched out by last year. I should probably be sketched out by this year, too, with the fact that you can legitimately forfeit a game if you F up bad enough with your uh, – with your COVID stuff and you don't have enough players. So that's the best portfolio. You got to mix it up. As the Jizzle once said, you got to diversify your bonds. You you do got to mix it up. And uh, speaking of that, and we'll do this again all week this week, all week next week, we'll talk some win bet lines, especially when there's not games. There'll be games later this week again. We'll have Thursday and Friday games to talk about. But while we don't, courtesy of WinBet now, the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year category, this one was Hot Take City on the Twitter timeline over the weekend. As we saw some of these men play, Lawrence looked good at times. Fields obviously was very anticipated. Uh, Mr. What's his name? Mr. Lance, he threw a nice, he had some up and downs. Some people, and we joked about this off air a little, like depending on who you're standing, if you're that team fan, if you already have some bets on these guys, you know, you can go one of two ways. Like, oh my God, he looks so good in the preseason. But if you have somebody else, be like, yeah, but, you know, it was against backups or this was a bad team. So build your own narrative. That's what we see all over Twitter. It's been fun. Um, The whole world crowned fields rookie of the year there for a second and now Nagy comes up this morning and says that Andy Dalton's probably still starting the season which <laughs> to the chagrin of the Chicago faithful so yeah it's it's gonna be interesting I don't know if I've ever had a season where there's been five quarterbacks who could see legitimate time not only five but five that yeah. could be good and they're all going to, like, two for sure, obviously, in Jacksonville and New York. You're going to see significant time. 
Fields will. They can't. They can't take you know Andy Dalton all season and then just put Fields in for the last four games or something. The Niners one is less clear. I think what we saw from the not to overreact, but what we saw on Thursday night kind of screams like you know Cam isn't the future. You might as well play this guy. He looked halfway poised. He didn't look scared. So get him out there. So obviously, uh, uh, my guy Lance might be the least likely as far as to see the full season or to see the most games in my mind. But some of these other guys looking like they're going to get plenty of time. And that is like the prereqs that you went over for how to win comeback player or most improved player of the year. The biggest prereq for NFL offensive rookie of the year is usage. You got to have usage before you can showcase your talent. Um, Although you don't have to be the starter at the beginning of the season. We saw that last year down in uh, Los Angeles, almost in San Diego. Did you have any takes? I I have a Wilson ticket at 10 to one. That's about it for now. I had some Lance at like eight to one. Thanks to our buddies in in our other chat talking about football. I I think that he has a chance to take that job and and kind of really do some special things and really is what would probably be the best team in the league. If you you knew that they had an above average quarterback for the whole season. So if he can come in and be a positive on that offense, the 49ers are going to be great. And there'll be a lot of talk about him. So grabbed a little of him at five and a half to one. Don't mind it, but obviously don't like it as much. It's just such a tough award. Like you said, I mean, it seems so set up for, for Trevor Lawrence. He's going to get the most opportunity. I think he's in one of the better situations. You know, you kind of go with him, or like you said, Wilson may be in New York. But it's just hard to pick any of these other guys. I think you are kind of foolish to put any money, say, on somebody like Pitts, somebody like Chase. I mean, it's been a running back, but it's almost always a quarterback. Um, you know, you really have to have to have a spectacular season, I think, to get enough attention to tight end or wide receiver. So I think you go through this and you pick kind of the quarterbacks, the maybe the running backs you like. I think it is interesting that I haven't heard anybody talk about Najee Harris here. It looks like he's going to be the number one guy in Pittsburgh getting a lot of work. So if any of these quarterbacks are doing so well, you might have Najee Harris getting, you know, 80 plus yards and a touchdown two out every three weeks. And that's going to look pretty good, I think. Yeah, I, I I looked at it, somebody brought him up and it's like, man, it's going to be so hard for me to better running back with five quarterbacks out there. Just It feels like the odds of one of them hitting is so great that it's tough for me to look at Harris or Pitts or Chase or any of these with any, you know, taking any serious, uh, you know, a serious chance to win it. Unless I had a really big number, you know, somebody like a Trey Sermon or something. And I'm not, I'm not in that, uh, I'm not in that yeah. boat. So yeah, that's uh, for me. Yeah. Right now it's Wilson, nothing. I'm looking to maybe add some fields if if Nagy's not lying and we get the season to start, we get Andy Dalton out there to start the season. And if you look at some schedules, Trevor Lawrence starts his career versus a team who's projected to be the worst team in the league, the worst team in a while, the Houston Texans. Justin or Trevor Lawrence goes out there, plays really well versus a really bad team, all of a sudden he's like, you know, plus 150, even money or something stupid, the whole world just bets on him, and Fields hasn't even seen the field yet, then I'm willing to put some money on him, maybe the same with Lance if I like the situation, so this is another one where I take it easy, and then I probably add some stuff, I bet this in the final week of the season one year, when it was uh, the the sack one year, just because I thought that number was off, so I'm, I'm willing to add to this, whatever I need to add to this right now. We have just Wilson for me. Let us know, obviously in the chat, you already are, but on Twitter or 
on the app if you have any positions if you like this i'll probably have matt put this up later so you guys can argue about it on twitter because that's what twitter's for thanks to winbet for the odds provided yes. today and be sure to get your 500 dollars risk-free bet by signing up for winbet in a legal state and for that kind of a win action pack monday we it was a husky, husky show today we like it xl xl be xl Ooh, I like that. That would be like if we had a 40-minute show, it'd be like XXL. All right. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm making it, yeah. I'm making it worse. I'm making it longer. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Give us a thumbs up, rate, review, subscribe, retweet. And honestly, just interact with us. That's fun too. I love you guys like in the it. chat. Love it when you interact on Twitter, and we'll catch you tomorrow.